You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we are two writers who got to start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we started covering the Chargers about six seasons ago, doing our own Facebook Live show, Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, covering the Chargers, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys. Well, we really hope you enjoyed the Jordan Reed interview on yesterday's show, and we have back-to-back interviews for you guys because on today's show. We're going to be talking to star San Diego State Aztec safety Tariq Thompson about his versatility. We'll talk about, you know, if he's talked to the Chargers yet, how he thinks he would fit with the Chargers, what he thinks he does best. So much to get into with him. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that from a player who would fit a Chargers need later on in the draft. So that is something we're excited to get into. But we're going to start the show by getting into a mock draft from Benjamin Solak. From the Draft Network is mocked draft 2.1, where he has the Chargers trading up in the first round and also getting their two biggest needs filled after the trade in the first two rounds. So I think that is definitely something to discuss. And we'll talk about maybe another scenario we would rather take in the same type of situation. So let's go ahead and get into it. Benjamin Solak from the Draft Network ended up coming out with another mock draft. This time it was 2.1 for him. He's someone that does a really good job, does the Locked On NFL Draft Show for the Locked On Podcast Network. He is one of the best draft analysts there is out there right now, and he came out with his latest mock draft where he has the Chargers trading up in the first round. There's a couple things I want to break down here because the trade itself was to the eighth pick with the Carolina Panthers, and the Chargers only give up the 13th overall pick, which obviously... And then a 2021 third round pick, the 77th overall pick for the Chargers in the upcoming draft. And they ended up getting not just the eighth pick, but also a sixth round pick back as well. So first of all, that kind of surprised me because it seems like it would take more to get up to eight. It seems like, you know, if there is still one of the big five quarterbacks, maybe somebody else would be trying to trade up to the eighth spot because we've heard the latest rumors that Carolina could be trying to trade out of there. There's a lot of situations, but... Just, you know, a first and a third for a first and a sixth doesn't seem like very much to give up to move up. But they don't end up taking an offensive lineman. They end up taking Patrick Sertan the second. And that is very interesting. And the reasoning here is obviously the Chargers have a big hole at corner. They also, you know, have a new defensive-minded head coach in Brandon Staley who could be trying to go after who he thinks is the top corner in the draft. And the other thing that he mentions here is that there's three teams right in front of the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Broncos, and also the Philadelphia Eagles that would all be interested in potentially taking a cornerback. So, David, this is very interesting to see the Chargers moving up, not getting an offensive lineman and taking Patrick Sertan the second, but they also, in the second round of this mock, end up with Dylan Raiden. So I think that is a nice scenario to fall to you in the second round. You're covering both of your two biggest needs, but in an unconventional way. Very unconventional. I mean, first of all, if that's the trade, if that's all it takes to to make that move, I'm making it in my sleep. I mean, that's an automatic trade. I mean, that's that's giving up nothing. 
I mean, it just seems like it's a little bit unrealistic, to be quite honest with you, it's especially compared to other trades in similar scenarios. Uh, I just I think it's a little light. But I mean, like I said, if that's the trade, I'm definitely making it. Looking at the two picks, though, Daniel, I mean, uh, you definitely address two needs right away. I mean, you definitely need a corner and you get a, one of the best corners in this draft. Um, I mean, you could see that definitely. Brandon Staley being a defensive minded head coach, uh, bringing in a, a star corner to play opposite of Michael Davis. And then you get Dylan Radins, a very athletic offensive tackle a guy who is a small school product but i think showed uh you know showed that he can definitely play with the higher competition at the senior bowl i mean that's a guy you saw at the senior bowl right dan i mean i know it's a guy who progressed pretty quickly with uh, with coaching throughout the week yeah i think that was a big test for him because north dakota state only played their one infamous game in the 2020 season and then they basically all opted out of it and decided to play later on so for him i mean Playing at the FCS level and then also not really getting a 2020 season is something that pushes him down. But I also believe, you know, if he had played this season, he'd probably be a no doubt about it first round pick. And I think that, yeah, he stepped into the senior bowl. He showed that he belonged with those players and even excelled. I think he was the offensive MVP for the week of the senior bowl. And he's someone that's been rising up draft board. So you feel better about taking a corner in the first round, especially trading up for a corner in the first round when you end up at least covering the tackle position in the second round. And I think with the additions the Chargers made, they still need a lot more depth. I mean, I don't know if Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins are instilling confidence in anyone as the backup tackles, but obviously it feels better than the starting tackles. At the same time, they could still add depth to the tackle position later on in the draft. But I would feel good about, you know, giving Dylan Raidens a chance to start in his first year, letting him go out there. Obviously, he's going to get burned a couple of times. It's going to be a steep learning curve, but you have improved the rest of your offensive line to where you should be able to at least schematically help him out, give him a tight end on his side to chip, do a lot of those things to help him and kind of help his growth as rookie year. And then Patrick Sertan, I think there's an argument to be made that he's the most, the best all-around corner in this draft. I mean, he's a very solid tackler. He's very solid in coverage. He's not super twitchy as an athlete but he's super smooth and I think that with the competition that he had to go up against so consistently and you know starting every game over the last three years for Alabama I believe it was 38 straight games showing that durability I could see that and I definitely buy the fact that the other two teams that are behind them or right in front of them I should say with the Broncos and the Cowboys especially could potentially take a cornerback so if the Chargers want their pick of their cornerback or even to guarantee themselves that one of the top two cornerbacks, I think trading up would be the move there. But yeah, I mean, that haul seems a little bit unrealistic. And I think that the other thing here is, David, is it's kind of funny because the Carolina Panthers end up getting Rashawn Slater at 13. And then if it had fallen that way, obviously maybe they take him at eight if they don't trade down. So maybe things change. But you had the potential to trade up to eight, get Rashawn Slater, and then when he came back around you at 47, you could have taken someone like Asante Samuel Jr., who was still available. And I think if I had my pick of how I wish it would shake out, I would rather take that option. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's definitely the trade package. Like, if I was in that situation, I would put together to get Rashawn Slater. I mean, it's just a home run type of pick. A guy, I know there's questions about the arm length. I mean, blah, blah, blah to me. I mean, he goes out there. He's a day one plug and play starter at the left tackle for the Chargers. And, you know, you love it. And if you get Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, I mean, that is a phenomenal comp pick. I mean, yeah, you don't get one of the top two corners, but I don't think the drop-off 
from those two guys to Asante Samuel Jr. is that large to where you're super upset. I think you're still very happy if you come out of this draft with this trade, only getting rid of a third-round pick, and then you get Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. in the first two rounds. It's an absolute smash. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think that I would just rather put more importance on left tackle, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers decide to put more importance on the cornerback position just because we know that, you know, Brandon Staley said there's a hole at left tackle. He also said you can't have enough DBs in today's NFL. So to get a guy that he feels like could go out there and start right away, and I think because of the lack of, you know, worrying about penalties with Patrick Sertan as much as you would with someone like J.C. Horn just because he does have such a physical style of play, he might be more ready to have, you know, less hiccups as a rookie at the NFL level. So maybe he is someone more ready to come in and start for you day one. And then Dylan Radins obviously is a good pick. But to have both of those options in the second round, to have Dylan Radins and Asante Samuel Jr. there is very nice to see. Those are two guys I would love for the Chargers to pick up in the second round, depending on where they go in the first round. But I don't think this is a bad haul for the Chargers at all. I just think with how incompetent you have been with your offensive line over the past 10 years. I think that if you're moving up for someone and you really believe in Brandon Staley's ability to coach defense and to scheme things for his players, I think you spend for the offensive lineman and get one of the more no-doubt-about-it prospects in the upcoming draft. So I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I think you could do much worse than what Benjamin Solak gave the Chargers in his latest mock draft. But we do have two more segments to get into because we are going to be joined by San Diego State safety Tariq Thompson, who's going to join the show and talk about what he's going to bring to a team at the next level, including, you know, versatility, ability to play special teams, and so much more. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality fine jewelry without surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make for the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever. You're definitely going to want to check this out. This won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. I also need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet, and of course I'm talking about Built Bars. They're my favorite protein bar. If you tr- haven't tried them yet, if you do, I promise they will be your favorite protein bar too because Built Bars are all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. They're the favorite protein bars that I've ever had, and the thing I like most about them is not only do they have great flavors, but they have a huge variety of flavors to choose from. I mean, you can go lemon almond cheesecake, you can go caramel brownie, you can go peanut butter, which is always great, mint brownie, salted caramel, so many different flavors, and they're great for you if you're trying to live on a healthy diet as well. They're all low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, and high protein. They're great for the keto diet, they're great for weight watchers, they're great for pretty much any diet that you're on, and right now we can even save you guys some money 
Because if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, we're very excited to be back here with you because we have our very special guest on the show today, a star from San Diego State football, the Aztecs. Obviously, my team living in San Diego and a guy we're super excited to talk with. We got Tariq Thompson here, a stud safety from San Diego State. If you can call him a safety, we'll get into that because he wore a lot of hats for the Aztec defense, and we're super excited to have him here. And, hey, since we're a Chargers show, first we just have to ask, you know, have the Chargers reached out to you? Have you guys had some meetings? And if so, how have those gone? I uh, didn't have really too much conversation with the Chargers, but um, I a pretty good vibe. I uh, felt like I can fit in that system with Brandon Staley coming over from the Rams and them using very versatile players. So I feel like I was fitting very well. Yeah, I mean, well, let me just get into that too, just because I just want to know kind of what you think about yourself as a player. Like, what do you think that your most common attributes are? What are the parts of your game that get you most excited? Uh, versatility is probably one of my strengths, and I'm a very smart football player. I know where to be, know how to put myself in a position to succeed. Yeah, so on the FCSU football website, it said that you were playing a position called the field warrior. <laughs> that obviously sounds super awesome, but what, what were the responsibilities that kind of came with that position? All right, so uh, predominantly I would line up like a slot corner or a nickel, um, covering lots of man or uh, being an underneath defender. And then so – Another thing that I do in that forward position is I can play free safety, uh, cover two safety, and I can play in the box um, on heavier post personnels or on unbalanced formation. So I can bit everything. Um, can cover, like, has to be very uh, skillful and, you know, versatile to play in that position because you have to do so many things. And that's a tribute to the, uh, the defense and, you know, my ability. Um, the coach gave me a opportunity to make plays and do a whole bunch of things to, improve as a football player and just show my value and stock. Yeah, when I think that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about, too, just because obviously, you know, when you see Tariq Thompson, the draft profile, one of the things that's going to say next to it is safety. But having watched you at SDSU, I know that you did line up in all those positions. You were playing, you know, basically playing linebacker, playing in the slot, playing underneath, doing all those things. So do you see yourself as a safety or do you see yourself more as just a defensive weapon, kind of a defensive chess piece that can just be moved around and put me wherever you need me and I'll find a way to make an impact? Like you said, uh, I feel like I'm a defensive chess piece. Um, I can play anywhere. Um, I can play outside if need be. I didn't play too much of that, but I'm very comfortable out there. Um, play outside linebacker need be. Um, I'm willing to play special teams, so – I'm just trying to help a team win, and I'm a competitor. So at the end of the day, I'm just trying to beat my matchup. Yeah, no doubt. Trying to bring that that swagger to the field, man. I mean, one of the things that you did extremely well at San Diego State was force turnovers. In the four years you were at SDSU, you had 12 interceptions, six forced fumbles. I mean, any NFL team likes that type of production. What kind of makes you so good at taking away the football? Um, my ball skills, I have great hands. Um, I don't know how to put myself in a good position. I have good body control. Um, my acceleration um, is kind of underrated in my opinion. I'm a very great athlete. Uh, some people don't think I can run with slot receivers, and I feel like I can run with anybody on the field. Um, if you watch the tape, you haven't seen me get burnt very often, if at all. So, yeah. Um, um, not too many completed balls. Uh, I get my hands on the ball. I wish I would have had more than 12. I feel like I, I let someone stay out there. Should have had at least three this year. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of things I can do. Uh, I mean, 
I'm a very smart football player. If the ball is loose, I'm going to punch it out, rip it out. And um, I just like getting the ball back. I, I feel like I'm an offensive player that plays defense. So whenever I get the ball in my hands, I feel good. And I'm just trying to score. Love it. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's it's such a big thing to be able to get the ball back to the offense, you know, and just turn the field around and do things like that. And how much of that, like being able to cause those turnovers, do you kind of just put towards like you do, you know, watching the film, always getting yourself in the right position and just, you know, sometimes even seeming like, you know, what the route that's going to happen in front of you before it actually happens. Right. I mean, so many times I saw you just kind of get yourself in the right position and all of a sudden the receiver's breaking in and you're standing right there, right? Ready to make a play on the football. So how much do you attribute to just your work ethic, putting in time in the film room and just being ready for when that ball could come your way? You're standing right there getting ready to make a play. I'm a film junkie. I love football. Um, I don't think anybody who knows me can question that. Um, I'm a competitor. Uh, I love watching football. Like, I'm not playing football. I'm watching it. Um, shoot, I'd be drawing plays myself, like what I would do if I was defense for an offensive coordinator. Uh, I just love the game. Um, like, I would say, like, my four years of college, I watched at least two two hours of film a week. Um, I mean, and I feel like it shows uh, my recognition is one of the best skills I have. Um, I see things quickly. Um, I remember playing against Nevada, and we were down by five points. Um, they're, they're, they got the ball back. Uh, we just punted it. And um, they were supposed to run the clock out because there's only like three minutes left. And they decided to throw the ball and they ran this little rubber out. Uh, they ran it early in the game. And I said, we combo this and then we get a pick. And so what happened, they ran the same rubber out. Um, I kind of ran at the receiver, he flinched, and the ball went right off his shoulder and went right to Darren. And he made a great play on the ball and got us the ball back. And unfortunately, we didn't win the game. But just an example of what my recognition and seeing things quickly. Right. When you gave your team a chance, right, at the end of the day, that's all you can do defensively. You're out there. You're down. You want to go out there, make a play, give your team a chance at the end and not let them just kind of walk all over you and end the game with them kneeling the ball out, right? I think that's a huge thing. But, yeah, I mean, I think you are one of the most overlooked players in this draft class. I mean, I think you're starting to come up on some sleeper lists. I've seen you popping up. I think you're starting to get some a little bit of attention, but hey, that's what we're here for too, to help get the word out. There's a stud safety out there that could be helping a lot of teams right now. And we're going to get more into it with Tariq Thompson. We have some more things to ask him, especially about, you know, getting to play a good amount of Pac-12 teams, getting into your strengths, whether the things you like and some of the things you've been able to work on since your last college game. So we're going to get into some of those things coming up right after this. Before we get back to Tariq Thompson, first I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And if you guys haven't bet before, that's the best way to add juice to your game watching experience is by having some money on it. Because it doesn't matter if it's badminton, tennis, volleyball, it doesn't matter. When you have some juice on the game, it's going to mean that much more and it's going to make it that much more exciting Right now, I've been betting a lot on NFL future bets with betonline.ag. And right now, you can bet on the over-under for the Chargers' win total for the 2021 season. It's sitting at 9. Remember, there's 17 games in the season now. Do you think the Chargers will go over 9 wins in 2021? Those are the bets I'm looking at at betonline.ag. If you guys want to get in on the action, just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. It's promo code locked on all caps one word at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, guys, well, we're back here with star San Diego State safety, Tariq Thompson, who is, you know, luckily we were able to get him on the show today. Happy to have him on here with us because he's one of my studs of this draft class. Obviously, somebody I got to watch pretty closely living in San Diego. So San Diego State, especially since the Chargers aren't here now, I mean, that's the team, you know, one team, one city, all of that stuff. I mean, it's really exciting. And they've just been a lot better, too, right? The competition in Mountain West has gotten better. You're seeing more and more San Diego State players getting drafted. I mean, for me, it was my high school quarterback, Ryan Lindley, and that was like huge yep. back in the day, you know, having him get up to the NFL level, even if it didn't go great. But that is one of the things I do want to ask you about is just because, you know, you do come from a group of five school, right? You're getting to play, you know, BYU last year and Zach Wilson. So you've had some good competition there. The Mountain West has gotten a lot better. But you also have got to play Stanford and Arizona State and UCLA. So you've got to play against some of the big boys in state. I mean, turned out in those games. Like, they, I think you guys did really good against those Pac-12 teams. So for someone like you that obviously has aspirations at the next level, did you go into those games with an extra chip on your shoulder just to kind of be like, hey, listen, I can play with any competition. Yes, I'm in the Mountain West, but you put the big lights on. You put me up here against Stanford, against UCLA. You're going to see the same playmaker. You're going to see the same player because I can play with any competition. Right. Uh, first, shout out to Ryan Lindley, uh, the real number 14 next issue, uh, San Diego legend. Um, he was with me for a year. Um, learned so much from him. He's a great person, great coach, um, and just a phenomenal football player. Uh, but um, every game, uh, I try to treat the same thing. I mean, they're college athletes, and they're great athletes as well. Um, they're on scholarship just like I am. Um, and uh, I didn't take anything. I just took it as, oh, I'm going to be on more TV. Uh, more teams are going to be able to see me and that. But other than that, I'm taking it the same way. Uh, I feel like I can win any matchup I'm on the field with, and that's what I took into those games. Um, those are great players, um, just like my West players are. Uh, but – it's kind of just a chip on your shoulder just because, like, oh, these are the guys that were recruited over me. Um, I didn't have those offers. So, like, okay, these are the guys better than me. Okay, we're going to see. And I feel like I did a great job. And uh, I wish I could have made more plays, but I felt like I succeeded in my matchup. And uh, we had, a, like, 6-2 and two record since I've been there against Pac-12 schools. And, yeah. I mean, that's just a testament to the program as the issue. And uh, we're not afraid to play anybody. Um, yeah, they just – a great coach staff, great team. Uh, they don't want to schedule you guys anymore. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We're competitors. We play anybody, anywhere. Well, and keeping that confidence up, right? No matter who you're playing up against, it doesn't matter. As soon as you step on that field, you're, you're the best player at that position, no matter what. It's just carrying that confidence everywhere you go. But, you know, you were able to put a lot of good things on tape with the Aztecs over the last couple of years. What part of your game do you think translates best at the next level? I feel like my whole game translates. I mean – I can tackle, can cover. Um, I can play special teams. Um, I can get off blocks. People say I can't get off blocks. I mean, I played against Air Force, so cut blocks, all that stuff I'm familiar with. Um, we played against teams like Wyoming who run a profession, like the, the eye formation, the power power run game. You're going to have um, to be able to play. stop the run against Army, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, Deal. Stanford, uh, Bryce Love is a running back there. Um, uh, J.J. Arcega White, so I had to cover him. Um, Brandon Ayuk and Nikhil Harry, like, the list goes on. Um, Romeo Dowd is a great receiver from Nevada that's going to come out next year. Um, Frank Darby this year. Like, we compete against all those guys. And um, whether it's a run, like, I can get off blocks and cover the slot, cover outside, play deep safety. I mean, 
I, I feel like there's so much that I can do at the next level, and I feel like my ceiling is not even there yet. I have so much I can improve on. So I think that's the big upside for me. Um, depending on where I get drafted, it doesn't really matter. Um, I still got to make the roster, and that's my goal to make the roster and, you know, hoping anywhere I can because at the end of the day, I want to be in the NFL for as long as possible because I love playing football, and I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world one day. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think, you know, that ability to play on special teams, I mean, just as, you know, a couple of guys that have had to watch a lot of prospects going into this draft class just to, you know, talk about, hey, who should the Chargers be going after? One of the things that's not universal is this DB's wanting to tackle, right? And I think watching your, you know, tape, you don't just want to make a tackle. You want to jar the ball loose. You want to shake somebody up. You know what I mean? You want to make a play, make them feel it next time they come across the middle, right? And you want to have them feel your presence when you're on the field. But Obviously, since your last college game, I know you've been training like crazy. I've read that you've been training out in uh, Colorado and getting ready for the the draft and getting ready to try to make your first NFL team and being able to play special teams. All of those things is so important, especially, you know, when you're trying to come from a school like San Diego State, make your mark on that team and be like, hey, listen, not only should I be on this team, I'm going to carve out a role for myself on this team. So since you've been training what do you think is the one thing that you've improved the most upon since the last time you stepped on the college football field? Um, my pad level, my breaks, uh, just making things every more, everything more fluid. Um, I feel like I would have a tendency to get high in my back pedal sometimes, but I still got out of it pretty well. But so I feel like I'm getting out of it great. Um, I'm attacking the ball. Um, my IQ is going through the roof with all the film I've been able to watch. Um, I had a great mentor in Colorado, was TJ Ward. Oh, yeah. Played for a long time, uh, all pro, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. I mean, the stuff that he taught me and the drills that he put me through just helped me a lot. And I've learned a lot of football, um, not only as a safety, as a linebacker, just because um, the ability to go train with people in Denver. Um, so I'm talking to offensive tackles, receivers, tight ends, uh, D linemen, linebackers to see what they're thinking when they're on the football field. And with it, make myself think like everybody else and see how to put myself in the best situation to win. Right. Constantly trying to improve your game. I think everyone can uh, respect that and appreciate that uh, no matter what. I know that you're scratching the surface about to get to into the NFL, but you're not um, you're not happy. You know, you're not satisfied. You're continuing to work. And I know every team out there can appreciate that. But as a San Diego native, it must feel really good to see some recent Aztecs make the jump to the NFL level. And you've had a couple in your class, like Darren Hall and Dwayne Johnson Jr. That should be making that jump as well. How cool is it to see guys from your city starting to get some respect as legitimate NFL talent? Those are my guys. Um, I mean, I came in with Darren. I was a year under Dwayne. But, I mean, the work that I've seen those guys put in and the guys that are still at state that that need to be talked about. And, I mean, like Dwayne and Darren, they're just competitors. I feel like the whole SDSU group that came in with us the last three or four years, I mean, we have a chip on our shoulder. I feel like we didn't feel like we were recruited enough or we feel like we weren't getting the opportunity to succeed. And I feel like San Diego State gave us the opportunity to succeed. So we're like, okay, we're going to prove everybody else wrong and we're going to prove ourselves right. So at the end of the day, that's all we can do is reach our potential. And, I mean, Dwayne and Darren have the sky's the limit for both those guys. They're both athletic both smart football players, and they can do it all. I mean, I feel like this DB class that's coming out this year and the guys still at SDSU are phenomenal football players, and they should definitely have a shot at the next level. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely do. And, I mean, they, you know, will join guys like DeMonte Casey. I mean, even Cameron Kelly was a guy that, 
you know, was hanging around a little bit with the Steelers. I thought was a really good player. He actually played for the Fleet when the San Diego Fleet was a thing. He's a baller. Yeah, I mean, I love that guy. I mean, big too. But I just think it's so cool, especially as a guy, you know, played football in San Diego, lives in San Diego. I've just, you know, really been hyped about what you guys have been able to do over there and just how much you guys have raised up that program. But NFL teams out there, if you guys want a stud player who basically at this point was causing like five turnovers a season, I think there's always a place for that, right? Like 19 interceptions or forced fumbles, over 12 tackles for loss in his career. I mean, this guy can do everything. Tariq Thompson, one of the real sleepers in this pack pick that, you know, should be a, you know, a second or a third round pick. We'll see how high he ends up getting drafted because he absolutely deserves it. And he's been here putting in the work to make sure he's better by the next time he steps on a football field. So Tariq, really appreciate you joining the show, man. Really excited for this process for you as a San Diego football player. Stoked for you, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, with San Diego, still the Chargers, but it's all good. And just see how excited to see where I land. All right. Well, another special thank you to Tariq Thompson. We really appreciate having him on the show. If you guys want to follow him on Twitter, you can go follow him at Tariq, T-A-R-I-Q underscore Thompson on Twitter and go give him a follow because he's going to be one of the next guys getting drafted in the upcoming draft class. So really appreciated having him on and maybe we'll get some more prospects on the show before this upcoming draft comes up. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow with the draft sleepers. We're going to be taking a look at 10 draft sleepers and break down how we feel about those guys getting to the Chargers potentially. So a lot of sleeper talk on tomorrow's show for the NFL draft. But until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockdownLAC. Make sure you like the Facebook page, Locked On Chargers, and also give us a follow on our new Instagram page at Locked On Chargers. If you don't already, make sure to also follow us and follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app, make sure you go follow us there so you can stay up with the daily format and rate and review if you guys like the show. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show, but that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you guys with some sleeper picks for the Chargers later on in the draft tomorrow, but until then, take it easy and go Bolts.